The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. My name is Roscoe Toss Cobble. I enjoy long walks on the beach, spending time with my daughter Gracie, and murdering people. My name is Colvick Darkley. I'm a half-white cleric of Hyaya. And I'm the keeper of the secret ingredient. This is Melvin Hardmeat. And you can reach the third dimension through my butthole. Previously on The Very Good Adventuring Team. She can come with, stay with her family or whatever, and uh, as says Ailis and Aziz and Sari. So it sounds like Grace is coming with us. Off to drinking place we go. And we are Team Excellence. What brings you to Aziz and Sari? I mean, you can just sometimes gamble with money. That's how a lot of gambling happens. True. Do you think these people know Nansen? Uh, no, that's just me fucking up the accent. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I scoot myself a little closer and we're making, like, eye contact and shit. Dwarves always make me think of Germans. I don't know if that's intentional or not. What if we went along with these guys? Kind of just adventured with them. Yeah, so... With that, I'm not there. Also, I'm not there. You love your child to go have sex with someone, so... As one does. <laughs> How drunk are these guys yet? Um, they're getting there, but they're holding it pretty well. Damn it. You going for the lum experience, or what? <laughs> <laughs> the lum experience. And I ask uh, Grace what she found out. The only thing that she says she did find was three potions with them, and she didn't know what they were. Did we want to follow them for, like, maybe in the morning? Asking him, like, if... Did you want to just kind of watch where they go? Well, assuming Roscoe tells us about this... um, I'm thinking... I'm thinking two things. One, when I hear pools, waters, I'm thinking... Maybe we're going to have to swim, maybe potentially breathe underwater. And I'm also thinking, is there a way that we can just steal these stupid potions? Even if we don't know what they are, there's probably a good chance that we're going to need them. I could sneak down there right now and steal them. I think that's what you should do. I could attempt to at the very least. Actually, actually, I think I'm going to try. Okay. I think uh, everybody's had a little bit to drink. You're probably really tired, you know, after that amazing performance that you did, so... We didn't actually roll to find out what that performance was like. <laughs> <laughs> How Just was the performance? Sitting next to her crying. Or... <laughs> From you. <laughs> she, she was, was high five. five and everybody, Oh, too. was she? Okay. Well, then, then pretty good. 
All right. So Melvin, you want to go steal these uh, these potions? Yeah, I do. All right, so what I'm going to do real quick is I'm just going to roll for the likelihood that there's somebody else out in this little barn stable area. There is no one in the barn. All right. Uh, so you got to rummage around, and uh, it takes you a couple of attempts to find the right horses, and uh, you do. There's a little saddlebag on there. You open it up, and there's three potions. And I take them. You just take them. <laughs> there's, there's, there's really nothing to contest here. It's just three potions in a bag in the middle of the day. So, any uh, <laughs> anything else? Uh, I'd like to spend a little time looking, see what else I can find in these bags. You don't find anything of interest. It's common adventuring gear. It's all more or less duplicates of stuff that you've already got. You know, rope, pythons, okay. a small bell. All right. Well, I'll take those. Uh, a, a small bell. Wait, what about us? We're just joking about the bell that Roscoe yeah, got okay. to inventory yeah, earlier. Oh, right, it's, right. Just, it's just common shit. Gotcha. All right, well, I'll take the potions and uh, be on my way. All right. You take those potions. You going to go back into the bar then? I think, um, no. I'm going to go somewhere outside, find a private spot, and see if I can figure out what these potions are. Ah, yes, yes. All right, so I will have you... Um, you know what? You've got basically all the time in the world at this point. Uh, and I would say that, especially having gone to Pig Blister School of Magicery or whatever it was that we talked about. Or no, that was, the, that was the trade school. The mm-hmm. WizTech. WizTech. Yeah. School of Business and Magicery. Pig Blister School for Wizards and Sorcerers. Yes. Um, so you, I mean, you're, you're a well-educated wizard. You've spent more than enough time, uh, you know, in the potions class and what have you. Um, so, given a couple of minutes, you can recognize that these are, in fact, some potions of water breathing. Hmm. hmm. Excellent. Uh, well, I'm going to take those and tuck them into our supplies. Drink from immediately. <laughs> 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 Just chug all three. All of a sudden, you feel like a fish fin. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So there you go. Uh, add three potions of water breathing to your inventory. Me and Ross uh, go at. Or in the bar still, right? We're just kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine you guys are just kind of BSing. Maybe uh, Roscoe is flipping through the uh, the Gruel Journal. A few more high fives. <laughs> Every once in a while, me and Colvick are just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we move with that time. All right, man. <laughs> totally <laughs> the about it right now. Like, wordlessly, though, like, you're, like, Don't leaning over the table. I'm just drinking my drink. <laughs> stick up a head. Smack. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I'm going to walk back into the bar and be like, oh, man, am I tired. Whew. What do you guys think? Uh, aren't you guys tired, too? Yeah, let's get a room. Go to sleep. I am tired. That's weird. You say that. <laughs> so but I'm actually tired. I'm, like, yawning for real. Oh, that's a good choice. That's weird. Yeah. Sun's getting real low, Colvick. <laughs> <laughs> Your big, green, strong friend. <laughs> Is there uh, any like D and D coke we could do to give us energy to go out and start <laughs> <laughs> to go out in the cave right now while the excellent team is sleeping? D coke. <laughs> I mean, a, a, a Melvin could cast haste, but that's a you know I could score some D and D blow. <laughs> Didn't blow. I guess the best person to ask would be the bartender. I would assume Dr- drugs and dragons. Yeah, <laughs> whole new game, guys. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't have access to something like that right now, just in a yeah. like common bar room sort of thing. But You're a really good role model for your child. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna grow up just to be a scumbag. <laughs> He's just asking everybody out loud, hey, anybody know where I can get some blow around here? <laughs> Looking for uppers. <laughs> Trying to stay up all night adventuring. What's blow? Got things to do. <laughs> I can jump real high. That's an upper, right? Oh, God. Didn't You didn't say you're going to give drugs to the kid. <laughs> you're going to get them. Well, no, everybody no, she, needs to be on board. Okay. That's true. That's she true. doesn't understand what an upper is, so she's just jumping really high. This nice. is an upper, right? Adderall, blow, <laughs> meth, and a pinch. I think you could you could just give Gracie like some you know some cake or something <laughs> and sleep. <laughs> That's basically. I mean, sugar is just meth for kids. Yeah. I mean, it's drugs for kids. I've Honestly, seen people come down from meth a lot easier than I've seen kids come down from a can of coke. <laughs> meth. Do you know what Jesse Plemons is? Doesn't familiar. sound familiar. He. Uh, do you did you watch uh, Black Mirror? Yes. Do you know the Star Trek knockoff one? Yes. Oh, the guy in he's that, the guy yep. that... He, he's also in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's, he's a psychopath. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's okay. a guy from, like, uh, the cop from Game Night or whatever. People call him Meth Damon. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw a tweet that said, we should stop calling Jesse Plemons Meth Damon and start calling Matt Damon Messy Plemons. <laughs> <laughs> Is he like? Does he just look like Matt Damon on meth kind of thing, or is he actually a meth addict? No, he's not a meth addict, but he's kind of whoop. yeah, a weird yeah, looking Matt Damon. Guy. He's just a fucking creep in Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, sure. He plays a good like. He's got like a very good dead stare. Yes, he's got dead eyes. That's just it. Yep, that's right. He's the same kind of character in Black Black Mirror. Yep, dead eye Damon, and in uh, Game Night too. I haven't watched Game Night. Is uh, it, it's actually pretty good. I'm not even familiar with what that is. It's like a rom-com. With, uh, I'm sorry, Nick. We diverged. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. We were pretending we were tired, or really we are tired. I wasn't sure what was going on. Okay, well, I'm, I'm like winking at you guys, like, we're tired, right? Mm-hmm. Because oh. I just stole three potions, and so I'd like to make a run for it. All right. Yeah. So you get, do you... I actually think I'm tired and go with you. Okay. So you guys all <laughs> yeah, you guys all stand up. What are you going to do? Are you going to rent a room in this shack? Or are you going to... There's nowhere else to stay in town for travelers, by the way. Oh. I say we should say that we are going to rent a room here and then go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, we have camping supplies, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's how you guys have more or less gotten yeah. here. Most of the nights you'd be camping outside. Yep. Let's do that. All right. So you exit the inn. And uh, I suppose tromp on out to the woods and set up camp, eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? 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 With our horses, eh? Yeah. War hosers. War hosers, eh? Yep, guy. So, we don't even know what we're looking for, though. I mean, we're looking for statues. That's pretty much it. If we're looking for this at night. I don't think we're going to look at night. Do you guys think we're going to look at night? I have dark vision and all, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Okay, no. so what's our long-term plan? We're going to find something before these guys find out their potions are missing? One idea that I have is that we also have um, Gracie's the grandparents to go talk to. and There's that, and also like we can have Gracie turn into a bird, fly real high, see if she sees three giant statues. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, all this before they find out their potions are missing. Well, they can find out their potions are missing. It doesn't necessarily mean we stole them. I mean, I was trying to steal the guy's coins, but that doesn't mean I'm going to rummage through his shit and steal his potions. Probably kind of does mean that. Yeah. He can look through my bag. But they'd also yeah. have to find us first. So. Okay. 
So I say we just get a good night rest here and tackle this old problem in the morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, nobody's found, this, problem. nobody's found this temple for like years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So what are the pretty ch- long time ago? What are the chances somebody's going to suddenly discover it overnight? Okay. Power of Bryce compels you. <laughs> so morning comes about. A boot. A boot. Uh, you guys are right by like the edge of a village, so there's no need to like set watches or anything like that. Uh, and I mean, Melvin, you only meditate for half the night anyway. Um, so you guys all hang out and you you wake up. I don't know, maybe cook yourself up some breakfast or something like that. And what are you going to do with your day? Well, let's go over and visit Othella. Oletha? Oletha. Oletha Favaris. Favaris. Oletha Favaris. So you head back into town and head east and takes you a little bit of looking around, but eventually you find this uh, this tree house, this nice elaborate tree house on the edge of town. Uh, there's a little uh, ladder that runs around, or not, sorry, not a ladder. There's a spiraling staircase around the tree and you climb your way up and I'm guessing knock on the door. Mm-hmm. A very, very old elven woman answers the door and uh, her hair has definitely faded mostly to silver at this point, but in the glint of the morning sun, you can see there's a little, uh, there's a little bit of purple there. Uh, and her eyes are bright and full of life and very purple as well. She kind of eyeballs you guys suspiciously at first and then looks down to Grace, who's kind of like nervously hiding behind Roscoe's leg. And the sharp intake of breath as she brings her hands up to her mouth, uh, you can see her eyes well up almost immediately because she knows what's going on here. She knows what's happening. And she kneels down in front of Grace and just sticks her hands out and says, come here, child. And Grace kind of nervously steps forward and, uh, and takes the woman's hands. And the woman smiles very, very big. And then her smile kind of fades. And she says, what's your name, little girl? And Grace tells her her name, tells her it's Grace. And she says, where is your mother? And Grace just kind of like looks down, very downcast uh, expression on her face. Uh, and she doesn't answer. And this woman, uh, she seems to know, seems to understand. She doesn't need any further explanation. Uh, she stands back up, keeps holding uh, Grace's hand and, uh, and says, come inside. And she brings you all in and sits you down. She asks you all if, uh, if you'd like some tea. Please. Yes, please. Thank you. Colvick, just not gonna say shit. Okay. Um, so she sits you guys around her uh, sort of comfortable living space here. Uh, it's very bright and airy and open in here, and uh, she she looks around to the three of you and she says, "What's brought you here?" Well, uh, we are here, actually, looking for the tomb of Jason Bryce. She kind of smiles and nods. She says, "You did have the look of adventurers about you." Do you know where you're looking? No. We know to look for some jade statues. She smiles and she nods. She says, that's always been the legend. Nobody's ever been able to find it, though. What you're looking for is the meditation pool on the north side of town. There's a path and I can take you there. Who, uh, how how did you come by this child? She is the daughter of a partner of mine. 
She smiles a little bit and waits for you to go on. We're pretty sure she's my daughter. And uh, her mother met an untimely end. She's kind of like uh, looking at Grace, who she's kept kind of close to her. And uh, she like brushes her hair back and kind of looks at you and kind of looks at Grace and says, "Hmm, that would explain the years then. Filthy years. So you are. You're not. You're not getting a mud-blooded hair from this woman. She's. She's not like. She's not being racist. <laughs> what is your daughter's name? Uh, she says her daughter's name was Lexi. Oh, yep. that's Grace's mom. And she kind of she smiles and takes Grace's face in her hand and, and looks up at her. And Grace, Grace is kind of starting to warm up a little bit. She's obviously a little weirded out, you know. I mean, little kids around older people, especially really old people, like she's she's a little weirded out, but she's like, you know, warming up. I feel like, yeah, at this point, I have, like, no really sense of manners. I'm really held back because this is probably the oldest person I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. At this point, and it's just, like, it, yeah, I'm, I'm confused of, like, where, what she is. I mean, she's, is, does she have a look of a half-elf, or what is the... Oh, she's a full-on uh, elf. Aletha. Yeah, yeah, Aletha. I'm kind of drawn back being a half-orc and not sure what to feel. But I'm very curious about why Grace can turn into things. I'm pretty much going to drag and I'm like... You're just hitting the nail right on the head. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, why... How she can turn into a rat? Why? What's going on there? Uh, So Aletha kind of smiles at you and smiles at your your social awkwardness that you're presenting here. And Mm -hmm. uh, she says, so she started changing already. Oh, how wonderful. What can you turn into, child? And she uh, kind of has the same conversation you guys had before, talking about, you know, mice and um, fish. You know, an otter, a fish one time, you know, things like that. <laughs> a fish. She yeah. said a fish. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, they kind of they banter back and forth, and, you know, the old woman starts giggling a little bit, and she's got a little bit of humor coming out. You know, she's, you know, one time I turned into a bear and, you know, Grace like, ooh, and, you know, they start, they start kind of giggling and getting along and Grace is warming more and more up to this lady. Um, so she looks to the, the three of you and says, so what are your plans? Not going to answer my question, huh? I, I thought I asked him like, why can't, or, like, why can't she? <clears throat> oh, why I can't, can't she? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought I asked him. Yeah, I she, so she just kind of like got enraptured with the fact that grace could turn up so you let's just say you ask your question again uh and she explains as melvin so astutely guessed uh that they are from a long line of druids it's always run in the family that they can change shape the hair the eyes and the shape shifting it's always uh run down in their family ask her if um there's anything else that grace should know about her heritage um she Kind of smiles at you and shakes her head. She says, no, that's, those are pretty much the main points. <laughs> Roscoe, how do you feel about that? So is she going to need, like, if she's going to be fine, like, learning her druid nonsense with us? Or does she need any special education? Uh, she kind of ponders it for a moment and she says, well... Most of us throughout the ages have always kind of figured it out on our own. It's not something you can really teach someone how to change their own body, but, well, I wouldn't mind a a visit now and again. All right. So you can set us on the path to Jason Bryce's tomb. She says, for a chance to have seen my granddaughter, absolutely. We uh, happened upon three potions of underwater breathing. Do you think we're going to be able to, or do you think we're going to need those? 
Um, she says, well, it is a big pool. It's so deep, nobody's ever really gotten to the bottom of it. Maybe that's where your answer lies. Is it, do you know of anybody else that might know anything more? She says, no, just always been a, a place of quiet meditation and reflection on the, uh, on the edge of town. I would make sure nobody's around watching you because I don't think people would appreciate you swimming in there. What if we pee in there? <laughs> she kind of scowls at you and says, why the hell would you do that? Sometimes you gotta go. Roscoe's got a Roscoe. <laughs> Roscoe's got a Roscoe. She says, there's probably better places for that. Fair enough. All right, so. Can't thank you enough for all the time. Do you <laughs> mind watching Grace while we adventure? She looks at Grace and says, would you be okay with that? And Grace kind of looks back at you for a second. You give her a nod. And she uh, she looks back at the lady. She doesn't say anything, but she just nods real vigorously. Yes. All right. Awesome. High five. High five. High five. <laughs> high five, everybody. <laughs> I had sex last night. Granny high fives. I give Melvin finger guns. Ooh, easy. Ooh, yeah. All right. So you guys have got a babysitter. It's nice to have family around for such things. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? God loves grandmas. Well. All right. Guess we make our way to the meditation pool, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully there's nobody around. All right. So you guys, um, she leads you. You know, her and uh, her and Grace are walking maybe twenty, thirty paces ahead of you guys, and uh, you can see that Grace is like, yeah, you know, just more and more gradually like asking this uh, asking this lady questions, and she's pointing out things about the trees and the bushes and things around and things about the town and whatnot. A couple of passing villagers. Uh, you know, give curious looks, but wave and um, kind of keep their distance and let you guys be, though. And eventually she walks you to the edge of what looks like a fairly well-worn dirt path heading north from the village. And she says, the pool you're looking for is that way. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Aletha. We'll see you when we see you. We don't know how long this is going to take. Hopefully we live. Yes, that too. <laughs> All right, so she... Uh, she and Grace stand at the edge of the path as you guys walk off into the woods, and both of them wave until you're out of sight. Do you think we should proceed carefully in yes. case... Uh, I think I should sneak ahead. Playing yeah. cautiously. Melvin, you scout ahead. N- not Melvin. Yeah. Roscoe, you scout ahead. I want to scout ahead. How about I scout ahead? How about I scout ahead? Uh, rock, paper, scissors? You scout Pogs. behind us, I'll scout ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well played. So, uh, Roscoe, you scout ahead. You're just keeping a, a, a shorter distance uh, ahead of the gang, and they're following reasonably close behind. And you don't encounter anything on the way out there. It's just like a a dewy, early... Uh, it's kind of moving on early spring now, uh, morning. It's a little damp, a little chilly, but beyond the point where anything would be frozen. And eventually, as you're walking through these beautiful, pristine woods with the sunlight filtering down through the leaves... Uh, you guys all have this peaceful feeling kind of wash over you. And up ahead, the path widens, and you come to a clearing. There's a very gentle pool in the middle of this clearing, and across from where you're standing on the other side, you see three large jade statues. They're about 18 feet tall. On the left is a deer, in the center is a bear, and on the right is a trout. As I mentioned, they're very tall. They are exquisitely detailed. They don't seem to be new. Um, 
trying to think of a better way to describe it. They seem ancient, but they don't seem like they're uh, worn down by the weather. You know, how stone and things like that typically get worn down just from rain over centuries and millennia. But these, you can tell that they've got, they've, that they've been here for a long time, but they don't seem like the, the detail has been etched away in any way. Uh, and there you are in front of this uh, pool in the grassy knoll. What would you like to do? Drink our potions and jump in, I suppose, eh? I start passing out potions to everyone. All right. You all drink them down, glug glug, and uh, and dive into the pool. There's nobody else around, by the way, so yeah, you don't have to worry about that. I will have each of you make some athletics rolls. This should be fun. 15. Natural 20 and a 3 on top of that. All right. Melvin, you said you got an 8? I got an 8. Okay. Uh, thankfully, it's not terribly hard to sink, although Melvin's not having a great time of getting down. Uh, flailing around. <laughs> 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 kind of like running in place. <laughs> <laughs> Upside down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll have you make the second roll. Nine. 21. Okay. Is it a nine total, Roscoe? Yeah, uh, no, actually, it's eight total. <laughs> eight total, okay. <laughs> Athletics minus one. Kolvik, you're, uh, you're moseying your way down deeper into the depths, and uh, you look behind you, and Roscoe and Melvin are uh, they're struggling to sink. I'm going to go ahead and hold up my rod and say kind of like the rod of uh, holding or whatever rod we just got with the button. The immovable rod. The immovable rod, and I just hold it up. I'm like... Try to do that. I'm to say, sink. I'm not sure. Well, that'll hold this in place. I'm not sure if it's a heavy thing. You can. Uh, I mean, it's a thing that is already on your person, so pulling it out wouldn't change the weight of it. When you activate it, it just sticks in place. It just yeah. defies yeah, gravity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, Roscoe, I it's, it's, it's called down. the immovable rod. Oh. So, Roscoe was joking immovable. about the one that would add weight, but that was just a joke. So, so yes, these are just immovable oh, rods. I didn't hear that one. Well, let's just, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> let's cut that out. Um. <laughs> All right, let's start back over. Cole, so, like you, totally so you pull out the rod. <laughs> <laughs> I just wave it and like, what, what are you, what? You, are you taunting me? Can we, uh, let me ask, when we're underneath water, what does it feel like? Can we can we actually breathe, or is it uh -huh. that we just don't have to breathe? Nope, you're, you are breathing, but you're breathing water and getting sufficient oxygen from it. Weird. So it's, yeah. go, like it's going into your lungs and whatnot. A water world situation. It's like, you, know, it's, you don't have gills. <laughs> I know, but I'm just a water world situation where you can yeah, yeah. breathe it and, and it's fine. Yep. Yeah, so you guys are you're breathing as normal. It doesn't feel, you know, maybe it feels like a little heavier or thicker than normal air. Maybe there's that moment of panic when you take the first gulp, but um, but yeah, you're breathing just normally. Do I AFFs. see anything while I'm down there? Uh, you haven't seen anything yet, but it's getting darker and murkier and whatnot as you proceed down. But when you look behind you, you can see that Melvin and Roscoe are not keeping up with you. Is there any way I can hold them and kind of pull them down? Yeah, let's go ahead and have you guys each make uh, go ahead and make an athletics roll. And I'll have all of you do it with advantage since you're doing it with the weight of all three of you. First one is a four. Second one is a sixteen. Okay, Melvin Roscoe rolled an eleven and a one. So that <laughs> means a ten for me. Uh, six and a twelve. Six and a twelve. All right. 
Um, so you guys have gotten down to the point where you're about halfway down, and it's been quite a struggle to get to this point. Melvin, I'm going to have you roll a, another medicine check. Let's see how long these potions last. Mm-hmm. Twelve. Okay, so you are not certain how long these potions last, but you are familiar enough with the uh, the magic that goes around them to know that you're like you're like halfway through the duration you've got here. If I give them something heavier, like a shield and a war hammer that I have on me, will it help them think faster? So you guys are all three floating in the water right now, and you're kind of hanging on to them. You weigh what you weigh. Like there's there's nothing you can do to make yourself heavier because. Sorry, there's nothing you can do to make yourself heavier with the things you're already carrying. Okay. Okay, so I can't give them and they would sink faster. Okay. Yeah, because you're already grabbing onto them and pulling them down. Mm -hmm. What about a bag of feathers? How about... We'll put you both inside Melvin's asshole and... Um, We should have just used the portable hole and then mm -hmm. had go down. I mean... That's what we should have did. We should have dumped it. Okay. Anyway, so from where I you're s- at, now let's make another set of athletics rolls. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out a rope. I'm gonna get about get out a rope. I'm gonna tie it to me and give the other end to Kovic. Okay. All right. Tie it along. You're all still making rolls though, with advantage. Yeah, you're still got advantage because Kovic's still grabbing on you. Sixteen again. Twelve. Eighteen. Okay. You're making progress. Advantage You're going to need two more successes, basically. 15 and a 8. 15. Okay, the 15 is what counts. Two. <laughs> Six, 16. Okay, and one final set of rolls. You guys are getting real close. Mm-hmm. 17. 18. 14. Right. So you guys have gotten pretty damn close to the bottom here, what you feel like is the bottom. And I'm going to have all of you make a perception roll. Just rolling dice like motherfuckers tonight. Mm-hmm. Seven. 18. 17. All right. Kolvik, you see it. You're the first to see it, rather. Melvin also notices. And you can see that there is a faint light coming from the northern side of the bottom of this hole. Um, and it looks like an entryway of some kind. It looks like something that you could fit you and everybody else through. I, back, I go back up. I'm just kidding. No, I go towards the <laughs> hole. <laughs> Swim all the way to the top. Yep. We'll try it again. Um, and uh, you are going to try and drag everybody else over to it. Yes, I am. What I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you make one last roll. It's going to be another athletics check, and it'll be an advantage to try and shove these deadweight fools behind you into this hole. All right. 16. 16 will be enough. It was actually a 15, so nice work. Oof. Hello there, listeners, or dare I say, fans of VGAT. Are any of you fine folks at Gen Con this weekend? I wish I could be, but I got all this grown-up stuff to do. Plus, if I was there, who would be here making this podcast for you? The things I sacrifice for this show. Things continue to go well in the numbers department. Downloads are doing well, and thanks again to all of you who are sharing us with your friends and enemies. Our Patreon supporters are steady, and of course, thank you all so, so very much for continuing to support the show. About the only thing I want to ask you fine folks right now is what else you'd like to see from us. 
Most regrettably, I had a terrible time finding a company that could make pogs for us, so I just don't see that coming around anytime in the near future. The only alternative I've found so far is getting them made in China, and I just can't see myself ordering 200,000 pogs, um, because that's the minimum order pretty much all of them have. We have talked about doing some t-shirts. My personal favorite idea so far was Giddy Up Guy, but we're open to suggestions. If you have any other thoughts, comments, or suggestions, you can start at thevgat.com, and you'll find a whole bunch of different ways to contact us. And then, you can contact us. We've got a presence on most of the popular social media sites, plus there's even a contact form right on the site. Well, it's getting late here, and I want to get this damn episode done so I can go to bed. Let's rejoin our adventure already in progress. Uh, you managed to shove them into the hole and, uh, and get yourself through as well. All of you realize once you get through this hole that the, uh, that the light that you are starting to see is coming from above you. So you swim upwards and with your last moments of water breathing potion are able to take gasping breaths as you get out of the water. You just barely made it. <laughs> and we're stuck here because uh, we're never getting out. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. Eh, you know, up is easier than down in water, thankfully. Um, so, uh, you managed to pull yourselves up out of the water onto the sort of sandy, rocky beach area in a larger natural cavern that you now find yourselves in. Stalactites, stalagmites, gray shimmering rock, and uh, a handful of what you believe to be magical lights are hanging from the ceiling. You see an exit from this cavern heading north. And uh, it's just like an archway, and you can see that there's light beyond it. It's going to be ga- gagging for air. Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to uh, take a couple minutes here and wring out my underwear and whatnot. And mm-hmm. Other than that, let's go north. You collect yourselves and enter the next room. As you enter this next room, you are, I would imagine, quite shocked to see... Three people sopping wet. Uh, well, drying off, I'd say, at this point. And you recognize them as your friends from the night before. Hans, <sighs> Ada, and... Rickard. Rickard, there we go. I'm just going <laughs> to try to get, play it off as cool. <laughs> hey, guys! What I, thought else you, I thought you guys had an idea where this thing was. They turn around and are quite surprised to see you guys, and they say... You, uh, Hans says, you said you weren't looking for this. <laughs> looking for what? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not, I like that. This is just where we hang out. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Why are you in our house? <laughs> <laughs> they, they all get a good laugh out of that. And they, so they say, well, now that you're here, maybe we should all maybe put our heads together. We've, uh, we're not really sure what to do here. Uh, and they indicate to the north of them, continuing further north, is a, is a hallway. It's a, kind of wide, maybe 10, 15 feet wide hallway, about 10, 15 feet tall, something like that. Um, but you can see that the floors, walls, and ceiling of this uh, hallway leading forward are all made of very shiny, polished metal. In the center of this 
area uh, or in the center of this hallway is a statue of a man with his hand raised in uh, what looks like a greeting palm kind of facing towards you guys a hallway you said right a hallway yep yeah it's maybe like 40 feet long and this guy is in uh, in the middle of it uh, i want to is there any rocks nearby there are definitely rocks nearby. You are in a rocky cavern. I wanted like to grab a rock and throw it down the hallway. You successfully throw this down the hallway. It clangs off the metal floor and uh, <coughs> just kind of bounces on. Okay. Nothing special happens. I would like to sprint into the hallway. I'm kidding. I don't really want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that part in the movie. Take off all of your armor and then... <laughs> yeah, um. leave your money. <laughs> leave your immovable rod. Uh, I want to ask uh, Hans, like, hey, like, how did you guys swim all the way through that water? Uh, he says that uh, they had a bunch of water breathing potions. Okay. I actually, As in, they had more than what they left in their saddlebags. I kind of want to just look at them like, because they said they knew what was going on. What's going on here? Uh, they said they they don't know what to make of this room. Um, they know that they came down here and that uh, they're hoping that the tomb is at the far end of this hallway. Um, but they don't know what to do about it. I'm going to look in my dad's diary. That's a good choice. I'm thumbing through it. All right. Uh, let's have you make uh, just another d20 roll. 20. Damn. Wow. You Damn. open it directly to a page that just... It's like Tim's there opening the page for you. You see a quote on the page, and it says, Not sure what this means, but, colon, the highest of fives will keep you alive. Nice. Nice. Bye. It's like... Nice. So as you're flipping through the journal, Hans gets impatient and starts walking down the hallway. Nice. You hear a click, and then you hear what sounds like a escalating high-pitched whine. And as he turns around to look at the three of you, or the five of you, I guess, really, at this point, uh, he says, what the hell's going on? And as he finishes the sentence you hear the sharp crackle of electricity. And he is blown back out of the room. Crispy. There is nothing left of Hans but dried bone and burned clothing. Uh. Ada and... Uh, fuck, I keep forgetting his name. Rick Rickard. Rickard are, like, shocked. And, like, what the fuck? And they like crouch down and they're you know screaming his name and shaking this body um but this guy's gone man he's toast oh I'm gonna, at, CPR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look at roscoe and melvin Sh should we eat him <laughs> no are you getting any tingles at all <laughs> from your god bad form <laughs> do, do you say that loud enough for rickard and ada to hear no it's just a quiet Sh okay should we eat him <laughs> he's, oh. he's probably overcooked <laughs> yeah that's too tough to eat probably i'm all like oh no hans put hans. my hand on ada's shoulder <laughs> sorry about your friend <laughs> oh, she leans into it a little bit and, and pats your hand i've got this Whoa. now i sprint into the hall <laughs> <laughs> leap into the air and high five that statue as soon as your first foot steps uh, onto the metal surface, you hear the, the click and the whirring and the, the winding up sound. You high-five this statue, 
and it is perfectly timed as your hand connects with the statue. The entire air around you feels like static electricity. All around you crackles lightning, vicious, vicious lightning. And you can feel some of it moving through your body even, but it passes harmlessly through you. And then you hear a very loud ka-chunk and that whirring sound, but in reverse, it's winding down now. And uh, there you stand, safely in the middle of the hallway. Rickard looks at you and says, What the fuck, if you knew? I didn't know. He went before I knew. <laughs> he's eyeballing you a little suspiciously, but he's, uh, he kind of nods. They look down at their friend, Ada and, and uh, Rickard, and they look to you guys and they say, We'll come back for him. We should move forward. Is this an event I can go ahead and use a spell? Maybe. The Vivify. And this is where I can touch a creature that has died within the last minute. That creature returns to life with one hit point, but it can't. He didn't die of old age or restore any missing body parts, but all I know, he is electrified. You could. Do I, you want to? I though? would like to do that. Excellent. You, uh, you burn the spell slot. You go down and... Lay your hands upon good old Hansy boy here and uh, bring him back to life. Do the I color look... floods back from his crispy body uh, <laughs> to a, a nice pale colored flesh color. And, uh, Is he naked? Did his clothes burn off? <laughs> his clothes are basically <laughs> shot at this point. <laughs> the shock like, blew all of his clothes off. Like. Um, so yeah, he's, he's standing there, uh, buck-ass naked with no supplies, but he takes a deep gulping gasp of air as he is brought back to life. Uh, and he grabs your shoulder and grabs the side of your neck, pulls you close and says, what the fuck happened? You were saved at the last second because Roscoe, he figured it out. Why am I naked? <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> So Rickard goes into his pack and gets out of, uh, you know, a spare pair of skivvies and shorts and tosses it to him. And uh, they all kind of now look to Roscoe uh, and say, well, we don't know what you know, but we're following you now. All right. Very good. <laughs> um, why so. are we letting these guys follow us? That last room we were in, the only way in and out was the room we came from and this hallway. Yep. Right. In my mind... For one, it is a good thing to do. When you found me, I've saved someone's life. That's kind of what I do. And then secondly, these guys... Except, oh, except when you're setting them on fire. If they attack me first, <laughs> this guy went by his own bad will. It's early, hold, yeah. hold that against me, all right? It's a clown. I didn't... You're, you're a complex individual. It's a right? you're, <laughs> <laughs> He's like an onion. He has layers. I have layers. <laughs> Morality isn't a black and white thing. It's now... Someone literally owes us his life. That's not a bad thing to have. All right. There you go. How many times can you do this, by the way? Uh, so far, three. <laughs> so two, more, two more times. Two more times? So we could just send them. <laughs> so we send talked them about them. Giddy up, guy. <laughs> what? <But> like, <laughs> send him in to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, just keep, just keep Crash on. test dummy. <laughs> okay, what happens to me? Oh, nope. All right, here up, Hans. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, you guys step us. forward. He owes us. 
he's wearing someone else's shorts and underwear right now. I don't know what you're going to get from him, but someday okay. you can cash in on that debt. Well, next time he goes down, he might not be so lucky, buddy. <laughs> Bring him back to life, and Roscoe just steps over and goes, that's two. <laughs> just make sure, he goes, <laughs> make sure he goes naked the next time. <laughs> don't wear your pants this time, buddy. <laughs> Only so many loincloths. We don't want to be wasting loincloths. Precious resources. Loincloths grow on trees. <laughs> Do you guys want to go to the next room or not? Yeah. We do. Okay. I want Hans to. All right. So a doorway opens um, after the uh, the electrical incident, uh, the successful electrical incident, to the next room. The next room is a much narrower hallway. Uh, this one proceeds on for about 20 feet. And uh, you can see that there is another statue in the middle of this one. Uh, it's a person, uh, it's a rather small statue of a person sitting cross-legged on the ground, and they have their hands outstretched before them in a cupping gesture. All right. This room is, uh, is stone, by the way. It is not metal again. Hans, you want to go check out that statue? <laughs> <laughs> he just looks at you and shakes his head no. Uh, the rogue says that. I love that about you. He's like, buddy. Go do this. All right. <laughs> Guess I'll look in this book, then. Yeah, I'll look in this book. See All if right. we can actually learn. <laughs> Let's uh, have you roll that d20 again. See how if your luck holds up. One. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're paging through this thing for a while, and, uh, man, you're just having a real hard time finding anything. Um, yeah. So, um, um, look around, and what else do I see in this room? More detail on the statue, anything. Yeah, I'll have you make a... I'll have you make... Oh, boy. Wow, that was just a lingering rumble. It's very interesting. It, it's kind of like... Gases. You know how, like, engines have, like, horsepower and torque? Like, I feel like that fart, like, had torque. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Can I really crank over an engine? Yeah. Um, all right, so you're gonna... Oh, God, mine stank. <laughs> Stinks. So. <laughs> you ever been to Yellowstone? No. They have these sulfur pits there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this fart smells like. Mm. Oh, no. Like the gates of hell. I, I, I oh, went wow, to... That, I... It's, you're getting it in stereo. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's insane. I went to uh, French Lick, Indiana, which, aside from Larry Bird, is famous for its salt baths, or not salt, sulfur baths and sulfur houses. They thought it was, like, good for the skin and the and healthy and whatnot, so they'd, like, go bathe in pools of it and whatnot. The whole fucking town smells like sulfur. It is oh, disgusting. Oh, I'm smelling yeah. those farts now. It smells like <laughs> fart around Larry Bird. He's like, oh, home. <laughs> <laughs> that Reminds me of me happy. Smells like uh, that's egg. That's all egg. I did have eggs, eggs and rice this morning. Yeah, so. that's all eggs. Yeah, a little bit of egg. It also kind of smells like McDonald's French fries for some reason. Like, gre like a little bit. We had greasy. McDonald's while I was working on Amy's breaks last night. Oh man, I'm really <laughs> getting them now. It's like the the smug and the smog in South Pike mixing together. And nice. All right, so we're looking around. So you are, uh, you're gonna look around. I'm gonna have you make an investigation roll. 15. 15, you are able to see that the, um, the first like 10 feet or so of this hallway, 
you don't see any distinctive markings or anything like that at all. Uh, the statue itself is about 15 feet in, so you, you haven't gotten all the way up to that yet. Um, but you can see that first little chunk is, is uh, just looks like a normal hallway. You feel pretty confident it's safe. You can, from this point, since it's not clear from what I'm telling you, you can proceed down the hallway and do another investigation check, or I will let you make another check in the journal. I'm going to throw another rock at it. You huck a rock down this hallway, nothing happens again. I will look in the journal again. All right. You know what to do? 19. 19. Man. Damn. You don't know what you were missing the first time, but Tim reaches his hand around you all ghost style and uh, opens to the right page again. And uh, you're, you're flipping through. You see a couple different things. But for some reason, a coin for a bro, then you can go, stands out to you. That feels appropriate for this room. Either that or he's going to put I his arm around you and then you guys are going to make some pottery together. Hans, you got any money? He just looks down at his loincloth and borrowed shorts and shrugs at you. <laughs> <laughs> I give him a gold piece and say, go put that in the statue's hand. Okay. So he's, he's, uh, he's real shaky. He's real nervous. Already died once today. Uh, but he trusts you now that he's uh, now that you guys have brought him back to life, and he knows that you've got some some secret knowledge. He's walking into the center of this hallway, and he gets up to this beggar's statue, and you hear the click, and you hear the whir, and you can like, you can see from here how much he's sweating, and uh, and then he remembers the coin, and he leans down and puts it into the beggar's hand, and as he leans down two gigantic whirling saw blades swing out from the wall and just clip the top of his hair where if he would have been standing it would have taken his head off that's good because I can't words, do body parts so. <laughs> leaning down to put the coin in the beggar's hand is what uh, stopped the blades and much like the last room you hear another ka-chunk and a winding down noise and a door opens at the far end of the hallway if his head's cut off, you can't save him, can you? Nope. So there's, um, look at Ada. Head back to life. Ada <laughs> tell, him, tell him you want that gold piece back. <laughs> Her name's Ada, right? Ada is the little yeah, one, yeah. Is, is Ada kind of looking at Roscoe like, man, this mm -hmm. guy's authoritative. Mm -hmm. Her estimation is uh, going even further up. And Hans actually turns around and like, ting, flings the coin back to you, Roscoe, and gives you a wink. Thanks, Hans. <laughs> <laughs> you give it a snappy catch in the air. Flick it back to him. Buy herself some pants. <laughs> <laughs> he catches it, gives you a wink, and puts it in his pocket. Does he have pockets? Yeah, he's borrowed shorts, too. Oh, he's got shorts? Okay. I thought it was just, like, in his underwear. Just, like, in his loincloth. I didn't know any loincloths had pockets. No, I no, feel he's, like he's every cat he completes, he gets another better pair of pants or something, like another shirt. So I'm going to hand him a shirt of mine in my pack, and I'm like... <laughs> Here you go, man. He oh, gratefully puts on the shirt. Don't you have extra pants on you? What? He doesn't get my pants yet. He gets a shirt. We're not done. It's like reverse strip poker. Like <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything you get right, you get to put one back on. Oh. Next room? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and duck my head while I go through this tunnel. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the blades are still poking out just a little bit, and uh, you guys duck your way through uh, and pass them to make sure you don't get cut. You enter another room, 
This one's a rather large room. Uh, it's much larger than the previous rooms. It's not a hallway, it's an actual room. It's about as wide as it is long. In the very center of this room is a very comfortable looking leather couch. It's pretty beat up, but it's not gross. And the room is otherwise empty. Does it look like a sex couch? Mm, like a Bang Bros couch? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> what is that? Can you tell me that, Melvin? I'm new to this. Um, I'm a young sport. There are these brothers who okay, make... Okay, we, we don't need to pursue this. Firecrackers? I know. go bang and... <laughs> oh, yeah, bang bros. The fireworks manufacturers. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> burn marks all over this thing. Some of the tufting is coming out. No, it's just a uh, it's just a regular looking, um, fairly well worn couch, and yeah, that's it. You don't see like a doorway or anything in this room or anything else. You just see this couch. Let's take a look in the journal. Ao, twelve, twelve. Hmm. It takes you a little longer to flip through and find the right page this time, um, but you do eventually come to it, and you find this quote that uh, had a lot of question marks around it. Clearly, this was one that stumped Tim and he couldn't find any other good references. But it says, it's cool if you crash on the way to my stash. Uh-oh. All right, Hans. Uh, go lay on the couch. <laughs> go lay on the couch, Hans. And I need one of you guys to cast sleep on him when he lays down. Ooh. That'd be a Melvin thing, I think. We could just wait till he goes to sleep. Or- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, as fast as those other machines worked. <laughs> I don't know if we have time. Um, so Hans happily like uh, walks over to the couch and and curls up on it. He's uh, he, f- you have his full trust now. He's very happy. Uh, all right. there, there he is laying on the couch. All right, and I'll, nothing's happening. By the way, nothing. I'll cast sleep on Hans. Yep. You cast sleep on Hans, and uh, he starts uh, snoring a few moments later. And as he drifts off. A uh, panel in the back wall of this room, you see like the seam split around and then the stone recedes and there is now a doorway into another room. Should we wake Hans or let him chill? Uh, how, do you, how do you wake someone from the sleep spell? You just, just like wake you, you wake him up. up from sleep. Okay. Yeah, let's wake him. The door closes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got to leave somebody asleep out there. No. Uh, so you wake him up. And he's like, oh, oh, I must have drifted off. Did, did we win? <laughs> um, we won. We won. All right, onward. Onward you go. You enter into a relatively small chamber. The smell of uh, a variety of delicious foods comes to you as you enter this room. And then you notice that there is a very old man sitting down by a... Uh, can you think of how to describe this? He's sitting by like a, an opening in the wall, like a, an alcove. That's the word I'm looking for. There's a very old man sitting by an alcove in the wall with a variety of bowls and, and what have you behind him. Just mostly bowls, but there's some other things in there as well. And uh, this guy's kind of startled and he looks up at you guys and, and says, Welcome. I, I haven't had guests here in a, a very long time. How you doing? Kind of tired. How long, how long is a long time? Uh, uh, not a lot happens down here. I really don't know. Years? Ten days? Decades? All right. So what are you doing down here? 
Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just guarding these bowls. What are you guarding them with? Oh, nothing. I mean, pretty much all those traps out there have done all the work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone made it this far? You're the first. Do you mind if I let my friend Hans look at these bowls? <laughs> That's what you earned to get here. Take a look. Hans, take a look. So Hans like trots over to the wall. He's looking at, <laughs> he's looking at uh, all these different bowls, and you're seeing uh, you're seeing a variety of different ones. There's um, there's all makes and models, you might say. Uh, there's silver ones. There's pewter ones. There's uh, there's a clay one. There's a gold one with rubies and gemstones set into it. And he just kind of looks back at you, and he goes, "Uh, they look like a bunch of balls." Well, which one looks right to you? The old man at this point kind of kind of rickety steps up and points to the right side of the room in this in this other alcove that you didn't notice before, and he says, "You've uh, you've earned the right. Uh, please uh, enjoy the buffet." Uh, and you notice that there's a, a buffet over there with all kinds of delightful, uh, you know, foodstuffs and whatnot. Ooh, that licking my lips. So Ada, at this point, kind of shoulders her way past you, and uh, and she goes straight for the the gold and jeweled and and like super elaborate one. She says he was rich. He was so rich. This has to be his bowl. And she hands it, and she hands it to Hans, and she says, "Try this one. Try this one." And he kind of looks over at you, Roscoe, and he gives a little bit of a shrug. Uh, she's right. He was rich. (laughs) (laughs) He, he, like, shrugs his shoulders and is like, uh, okay. Seems pretty chill, too. It seems pretty chill to listen to your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Super chill, bro. Come on, bro. So he takes this, uh, this bejeweled golden bowl over to the buffet and, uh, and kind of picks a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And he kind of looks at you guys, raises his eyebrows, grabs a fork and starts digging in. He gets about halfway through the bowl and uh, he kind of like looks at you guys and says, I don't, I don't really feel right. And suddenly he begins aging. He begins aging very, very rapidly. His hair turns white and his head kind of rolls around almost as if it's an animated model. <laughs> he drops the bowl. Oh no! He leans over to Ada and says, help, help me! And then for no reason at all, he explodes backwards and shatters against the wall. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> A desiccated skeleton destroyed by the power of the buffet. Is- is he okay? Can you save him? <laughs> I, look at him I, I look at my hands and know that I can't save anyone from old age. I'm just like, ah. I just shrug. He died of old uh, age really rapidly. Episode 42, Sorry About Your Friend, was released on August 5th, 2018. Come join us again next week for a little bit more. Vegan! 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 The Very Adventuring Team! (laughs) I don't know what I'm smelling. It just smells like a 
I don't know. My last fart like was a fight. A brutal. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was rough. I don't think it would have very much distance, but you could be getting a trace. I mean, it too, hit too heavy right here, but yeah, I didn't smell it. It must have be focused on that end. Maybe that air. <sighs> Why didn't lift is... a cheek on that one on purpose? <laughs> I got, tried to trap it oh, the best I could. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. You're a gentleman. Should <laughs> <laughs> have boxed that such, one in. Such manners. <laughs> but it couldn't be contained. It could not. It was. My cheeks don't form an airtight seal. Mm-hmm. 